You're listening to Stand Out with Ian O'Connell. Wednesday evenings from 8pm here on Radio Kerry. You're very welcome to Stand Out with me, Ian O'Connell. I hope I find you well. I'm delighted to say that my guest on the show this week is Kerry comedian Bernard Casey. Bernard has been growing on the Irish comedy scene over the last few years and I'm delighted to have him on the show tonight. Sit back and enjoy the show. Bernard, thanks a million for coming on today. How are you keeping? Very good, Ian. Boy. Thanks very much. We're, we're delighted to know because uh, I think it's the world is kind of back to normal in terms of uh, restrictions and, and things like that. So it's uh, it's been good for us uh, in our in our sector. So we're delighted to be back up and running, you know, gigs every weekend and, uh, you know, full capacity and everything. Um, you know, that's notwithstanding what's going on in the world at the moment out in Russia, like in Ukraine. But awesome, it's still, you know, it's a, you know, that definitely puts things into perspective. You don't be worried about small things, but you know, we're we're definitely relieved that you know, uh, we're 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 not kind of restricted by by government guidelines anymore. You know, exactly. Yeah, like you know, I think it felt like we we just got over COVID and the whole world was coming together. And next thing, this happened. I don't know if you've seen Claire Claire Byrne last night. There they had. People, the audience was all from Ukraine because it was, it was all. I actually didn't see that. No, I must, I must watch that. No, I must. It's um, it, it is, it is insane how the world spent pre- pretty much almost two years to the to the date. Like I remember, it was around the end of February, twenty twenty, yeah. the first case of COVID came, and then, bang, two years later, uh, this happens. You know, and you just don't know where this will happen. This where this will lead to too. You know, you hope it doesn't last as long as. <laughs> as um as covid or even the world war Two, like but yeah. it's uh it's it's it, it's put the world on its heels again you know yes exactly um going back i suppose while we're on the topic of covid obviously that's the whole um entertainment business and and everything was it was awful you know that they were all kind of stopped and stuff and i remember your your show on the inec it had to be put at a an earlier time there, your last one. How did it? Um, yeah. How was it from from say your own your own eyes as a as an entertainer in that industry? It was the whole the whole COVID thing itself. You know, there was definitely pros and cons to it in a way, in in a, in a strange way. Obviously, we couldn't perform live and things, but we had to uh, reimagine and rethink. You know. Um, so like I definitely focused more on my online sketches and I was I did I'd say I did more online sketches during COVID than I did in the entirety of the seven or eight years I was doing them before before that, you know. So you had you had time to focus on new skills and, and hone new ideas and creativity and everything, which was which was an interesting time, you know. But I suppose when we got to twenty twenty one then you kind of automatically thought sure everyone was putting up on New Year's Eve. Oh, so long, twenty twenty. We're roll on twenty twenty one. Here we go, you know. And uh, I, we're thinking, ah, oh, sure, we'll be back in action now, March or April, I suppose. <laughs> I'd said, get on, I'd go on stage. I, I got on stage, but it was an outdoor marquee in Galway in the twenty first of August. That was the first time I got on stage, I think. And then uh, there was a few like outdoor beer garden gigs and things like that, like and. I had a weekend in the, the, the in in the Mangerton Suite in the INEC, but that was only to what is it sixty percent capacity or something. There was only about about two hundred allowed to go 
and we had to do it over three nights then to, to just to make up the numbers. But then we, as you say, we got the Christmas special show then, which were which was supposed to be full whack, you know, even though it was supposed to be seventy five percent capacity. We were all looking forward to fierce planning, and we put massive time into it with sketches and and getting other people involved as well, you know, kind of uh, changing up. And then I think when they caught it to fifty percent capacity, that was a real that was a real blow, like. Yeah. You know, because you're like, like the, the INEC is such a massive arena, like it's a 2000 seater, you're cutting it to a thousand people. No, that's still a lot of people, but you're losing a potential thousand people of your, of your, to your, to your show. And then when they put it back to six o'clock, then the, about the week beforehand, when they cut, when the, yeah. the closing times, when we had to, we had to push the show to six so we could, we could make it. That's, I'd say we lost another 20% of the audience then again, because people couldn't make it from work. But to be honest, I was more relieved that I could actually do the show. You know, I was just delighted that I could do it. And I was delighted that we, you know, anyone that came, we had a great night. And, you know, it was it was a bit of a feel-good factor to about it. There was fierce racket at the show. And like I did a, a, a random raffle and things like yeah, that. Yeah. You were know, you're, you're there yourself in the front row. Oh, yeah. I remember the, like. the, the end of the show was Fairytale New York. The whole place was singing together. That's right, yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, so I think we, we, I introduced a new character there, the nephew's mother. Yeah. She's, uh, what uh, was that Mary woman's Ann. name? It's Frances Kennedy is her name. She's a brilliant, She's uh, brilliant, uh, brilliant altogether, yeah. Brilliant singer and actor and, you know, storyteller from... Uh, She's originally from Fremont in Cork, but she's, she's now married and living in Lishdol for many, many years. Yeah, but she's... Uh, I, I remember seeing her a few times and she was at a few shows and I said... It was only Laura who said it to me. She said, geez, you have to get her involved sometime. I said, hey, you know, the Christmas show, no, it'd be perfect. Sure, her sketch, sure, we did two videos that she was in and the place erupted. Like, sure, oh, her, she's the perfect good. voice. She gets the crack, like, you know. Yeah, no, it was the the, the voice, the the accent as well. I did, it was brilliant the way, a typical kind of a mother, like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Bang on that she was on the money, like, and, you know, I, I, I really... I can't wait to to work with her again. To be honest, it'll be it'll be good fun. Um, I suppose going back um back to the start of um of when you started the the comedy and kind of the acting scene and stuff, was it around twenty thirteen when you kind of kicked off, or take me back to when you started? Yeah, I suppose even earlier than that. I suppose the very first time we got kind of a taste of it was was around two thousand and seven. When I was uh, 17, 16, 17, I was in the evening start. We were, we were in the youth club and we did um, a youth club sketch. We were just kind of said, for the fun of it, we'll do it. Like it was a gang of us. And we were, we had great youth club leaders, you know, they really encouraged us to, to try new things. And, you know, they made everything exciting. You know, it wasn't like, yeah. is there's something coming up. No, you might want to do this. You know, it was all. Lads, there's a competition coming up next week. It'll be a great crack, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be gas now if you if you were dressed like this and we were doing it, like and they they made us like, excited about it, which is a great skill to have when you're a youth club leader. You know, making your making the the young people excited about something, and that's what they did. So I was in fairness, Gloria Driscoll, Sean Leary, and uh, Rona Goggin. They were our leaders. They got us into it, and we we did a sketch. It was a great crack, and we went all the way to and won the All Ireland versus. Which was brilliant, you know. We got to perform up in Minute, in the uh, the big theatre in Minute. There was a full house, really? was four hundred people in it. Do you know, for for sixteen, seventeen yeah, years, yeah. performing for four hundred people, like it was, it was mental. And uh, I remember because well, it was a comedy, like it was it was a, it was a uh, funny sketch about an old woman who thought she saw an alien, but she just 
she didn't have her glasses on. It was just it was just this, one of the neighbours walking down the road, like singing terribly. It was very funny. Like. <laughs> it was written by Sean Leary, who's Sean the Shanaki, actually. He's the, the man with the goats. Sean is actually, uh, I think he's the Radio Kerry person of the year, actually. He won, he won at the series, a very, very talented guy, you know. So he, um, and a good friend at, at, at the moment now as well, you know, since, ever since then. And uh, I suppose we, we from, from, from that kind of experience, it, it really kind of hooked me, you know, anyway. And I was always kind of doing um, anything to do with the, the tops of the town, you know. We kind of, that was reignited down in South Kerry for a while when, when, uh, when they were raising funds for the Kuna Vivara house in Carsveen. It's a, it's a special needs home. Carsveen, we brought back all the old shows and every parish put one on on a Sunday night or a Friday night. And we used to do sketches in that and it was great crack. We always enjoyed it. And I suppose it really hit home then for me in, in around 2011 when I was finishing UCC. I kind of, you know, I suppose that I needed to scratch that itch. And I just kept seeing Comedy Society and around, you know, the posters were around, around campus in, in UCC and and I was a big fan of stand-up comedy as well. So I said, geez, if I don't give this a go now, while it's here, you know, while I'm in college, yeah. I'll, I'll never do it. Like, And, uh, you know, I, I'll only find an excuse not to, and I can't be arsed or you know, whatever. And I just saw the poster and I just went for it. And got the, they, they showed us the ropes, you know, how, how it worked and how, um, how, how to get gigs and how to write your first five minutes. And then just did that gig and literally, it was, before, it was right week 2011, and I remember after that gig going, I think, I think this is the route I'll be going down. Were you nervous before the gig? Oh, desperate altogether. Absolutely chronic. Yeah, but, there, uh, I remember reading somewhere, was there eight people performing or something? You were seven, was it? Yeah, oh, it couldn't have been worse. Like, I was, I was there in the front, and they had us all seated in the front row. It was, um, it was a lecture theatre inside the UCC. I still remember it. It was G19 in the K building, the Kane building. It was a massive like a raised theatre, like, you know, you're, you're, you know, those ones you'd even see, so you'd see in, in, in every movie, like. Yeah. And uh, we, we were all sitting down the front then and all the people were up the back. And I suppose the funny thing about it was that my friends had come in and as it was right week, they had, you know, I suppose they had a, a few a few beers on board and they were in great form, like, but their, their, their whole aim through the show was to try and make me laugh down the front because they knew how nervous I was. <laughs> so they just kept going, I'm not careful. I don't nervous, but I'm not careful. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it actually got a great laugh from the, uh, from the, you know, the MC and the other comedians were enjoying it as well. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I got, I got on eventually and uh, I remember the nerves but in fairness, having that support there as well definitely helped, you know. And once I got, once I got the first laugh of whatever I said, it was it, all, it was fine. It was totally, you know, there was a flow to us. And, and uh, we uh, just, you know, relaxed into it and, and, and was able to enjoy it. I'd say that, that must be the, the, the first gig must be the worst because the back of your head is probably saying, what if people don't laugh? Was That, that was oh, probably yeah. the back of your head. I, I remember there was a gig in Waffle. I, I remember signing up. Uh, we, we did a gig for the for the Charlie Chaplin Comedy Comedy Festival. It was just kind of starting in its infancy at the time, and they were kind of doing a night where just to highlight that it's happening. You know, so it was all in August. But the, the Charlie Chaplin Festival was in August, but we had this night in, in in June, in the June weekend, to kind of like you know local acts and things like that. And I threw on a comedy night. So I was still full of confidence from my last gig. You know. 
But then I'd say the the night of it, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> what is this? I'm doing comedy in front of every single person I went to school with. All my family, all my friends are coming. And I'm going doing 15, 20 minutes comedy. I was like, this is insane. Like, this is, this is, uh, I could be dist- destroying my credibility <laughs> here if this goes wrong. Like, but I think that fear too actually kind of pushes you. It's a weird, but you know, you have to make sure, okay, I have to make sure I'm not terrible. And I think that 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 goes for everything in life that, you know, once, like, once you go, you'll never achieve big things if you don't go outside your comfort zone and stuff like that. And I think, yeah. like, that goes for for you there when you were saying that nerves, but when you went outside it and overcame it, that's when you, that's when you took Absolutely. off. Yeah. Moving yeah, on to, yeah. I suppose, the, the, the sketches now and stuff and gossip and the, the Polish barman and all that. When was the the first time when you kind of got them into your head that you'd you'd start introducing the characters? Um, I suppose the I suppose the, the the barman one was on its own first. I just kind of did one where the the Polish Irish accent, how how some people had had picked up an Irish accent but still had their Polish accent, you know. And I always kind of found that interesting. And I said it always came to uh, it kind of hit home with me when one day. One of the one of the people over in the in the bar in Port McGee said, uh, uh, "He lives back. That's my boy in there, by Michael Key things." I was like, "Wow, <laughs> you have you are you are you are more you're you're more local than most of the locals, you know." And uh, so I probably uh, I, I picked up on that one, all right. Like so, I kind of ran with that with that idea, and uh, the gossip and the nephew then were separate. Then I was just a, I was just a one off, like uh, initially a one off as well with the teeth. So, just Laura bought a packet of teeth one day in a sweet shop and I took them out and I started following her back to the car as if I was a gossip. <laughs> I kept, well, look at me, it's been home. I will know you're a great kid. Ah, God bless you. I, 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 I knew your father. I knew your father. Just hold your father. Ah, <laughs> well, he was very smart. You should always have his lessons done. You know, all this kind of crack and uh, just just follows her. Yeah, just sat into the car and she said, record that now. Record that, that's hilarious. So I said, I recorded it and I sent it on to the lads for the Greg. And uh, they got a great laugh out of it. Jeez, like, that was that was ridiculous, like how, how different of a person you looked with the teeth, you know. And uh, I was looking at it and people were just, it was kind of doing the rounds and the WhatsApp groups and, and all that, you know. And in fairness, Laura, my fiance, who, who you know yourself, she uh, she pushed me to put it online. She said, put that in your Facebook. She said, that's, that's a great video. And I was kind of second guessing, thinking, yeah, but not everyone will get it, you know. It might be a bit stupid. Some people might think it's simple altogether, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I just, I, again, she just said, put it up. She said, and don't be bloody analyzing, over analyzing it. So I put it up, bang. Then it just took off, and sure, there was massive, kind of, uh, there, there was people all writing underneath it, going, "Jesus, I'd love to see another one." You know, you could make loads of these, and I just kind of did, just continued making it, and. And that's how the the other the other characters that um that you've brought on then and I suppose gossip I suppose he's he's probably one of the main ones uh, at the at the moment. Is there any characters that you that you want to progress more like the the Polish fireman? Do you, do you think you'll progress more and make more of him? Yeah, I was thinking about like delving more with him. You know, it's um. It's a it's a kind of a careful character, you know. You have to 
if you want you want to do it right like if you're about yeah. to you're going to progress it you know um because i had the i had a kind of a few videos that i showed at shows where you know gossip and if you're the ones that are arguing and, and the, the barman is the voice of reason you know he's the he's the the, the guy with with, with 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 the sense like uh so i'd like to progress that more but i think that there's characters there george and kevin yeah they're kind of they're it's gossip's brother and his son and they're they're very different all together to the two lads and uh, people really enjoy that then that you know like my brother now loves george he's his favorite character like not many people know they probably won't even know who i'm talking about when yeah. i says george it's just the gossip's kind of brother who's a big job above in dublin and he comes over for christmas the court the court he's the court how are you yeah. all here by your business you know, but we said that nobody knows what Jared does. Like, he's kind of, uh, and he'll always avoid the question, you know. Like, Jared Horting's watch, you know, you know, you keep, keep busy, you know, you know yourself, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And what you at the moment, you're sure keeping the show on the road. That's it. Bye bye. Busy men, busy men, yeah. We're essential men. Mm-hmm. And are you traveling with work? Oh, sure, you'll be here that never, huh? You know, he's answering everything, but never, never oh. giving you the, uh, giving you the thing. But I, I had a thing with Jared as well that I wanted to, Make him a, a shady character, you know, that every so often he changes his accent when he meets someone from Dublin, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's like, what's he involved in? No, this man, he must be involved in something, you know, because I did one where they're at the farm in Granada and Cork, and he's like, right, so I'm going to go for grub. But then he suddenly sees someone, he's like, all right, our things. Yeah, okay, all right, we better move on before we're seen. Okay, all right, the best, best of luck. Do you know, so. I kind of enjoyed that kind of divament with him, you know. Yeah. And, and Kevin, then his son, you know, nephew's first cousin, he's just, he's pretty much a, a young father stone, really. Like, just doesn't say anything. He hates everything. Everything is known. You know, I just can't be, he's just, you you, you, you wouldn't uh, excite him too easily. Yeah, yeah. And I think we all know somebody, yeah. somebody like that, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the thing with Kevin is that he's 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 extremely intelligent. You know, like he's like they, he's great with every, like any question, any kind of anything to do with numbers or anything. Kevin is the man. Like he just doesn't want to do have anything to do with anything social. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think as well with the characters, like I was saying there, even gossip and and like you were saying the the Polish barman that somebody down in Fort McGee that you heard the voice. I think everybody can relate to to the characters because we all kind of know somebody like the characters, you know. Would that be yeah, fair? Yeah, yeah. Oh, would be fair. In fairness, it's, it's, it's the you know it's the reason why people enjoy it. You know, yeah. they kind of say, "Geez, you know, who remind me of no, you know, with gossip." No, a lot of people would say it always reminded me of that fellow we used to pick up on our way into Killarney on a, on a Friday, or uh, we had a neighbour that we used to bring to mass on a Saturday. You know, that was pretty much the, the whole aim of it because. I suppose we, it was kind of pick, picking people up on the road. It was nearly a pastime for us, but oh, it's all carry, you know. You'd, you know, you don't see it anymore. Really, you don't see people coming as much. No, no. You know, it's, it's almost it's it's a it's a rarity, really. Like, and uh, but before it was nearly nearly enjoy seeing to pick up someone. I remember going to town as a youngster. All the people you pick up and they have everything for you. Like. Yeah. That's that's I know that the 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 church now will be closed now next Monday because that's that 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 was supposed to be a hole in the roof. Yeah, that's supposed to be a hole in the roof, and they said that they're getting one of the 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 share brothers to come in and fix it. That's supposed to be good, didn't they? Do the the do the job of Bobby Kel
Nej, jag har det sett det här det gick ju inte fixat det nu. Det är all that that kind of crack that turn the phrase yeah, and yeah. rhythm. And there's things that the, 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 the people would say oh, was going so crazy. There's things you can say in an accent that are funny that if you said in another accent are not funny. Yeah, you yeah. know. You know, so like even like with, with gossip like he could say he could, you know like uh, Oh, uh, that is quite you know, but you 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 won't be roaring in bed from now. I'm in a so you're on there. You 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 fool. You know that's kind of point. What if you said that in the Dublin accent? Ah, uh, you wouldn't like that, would you? Ah, yeah, uh, you yeah. that that'll quite. It's kind of that's nasty then, and it's, it's a totally different different like, emotion. In Kerry, like um, so there's some sayings like to to skinning cold. Like you know, you wouldn't hear that yeah. up the, the in other counties at all. Yeah, yeah, I even said that to a fellow from Clare there like, a couple weeks ago, and he had no idea what I was talking about. He said, it's, oh, only, it's only skin skinning. And I said, too skinning? Yeah, too skinning, yeah. cold. Yeah. Uh, uh, but even at West Cork, I find, because I have a, a, a you know, great, great support here in Cork, and uh, they'd have their own phrases for things too, completely different. Like, your, your father's a Borhabui, isn't he? Borhabui, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he'd have his own kind of words and things as well, yeah, but down at West Cork. Yeah. They have a great word there for it's 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 a word called schlerting, right? Schlerting. I was like, what? I remember a fellow from Dunmanway said it to me one day. He said, you know, he'd be away schlerting. I said, what's what schlerting? He said, they're calling to houses, and you know, just oh, a lad who'd call away to houses. Like, that's their their phrase for it. I mean, we we wouldn't have that at all. Like schlerting. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing all the way to the different places. Um, something that I I I like asking if I say comedians now or or people in that industry um and i'm sure you'd agree in like today's world as a as a stand-up comedian do you have to be careful with the jokes that you do say because you know we're in such a place in the world now that people you know they can take offense it easier and do you have to be careful as a comedian these days more yeah, than when you are I, years I suppose, ago i suppose you know, a lot of people say you have to be careful, but I think you just have to be more, more uh, kind of with, with the times, if you get me. You have to be more well-read and, and what is acceptable and not acceptable. You know, there's a lot of things that I might have done earlier on in my career in, uh, in stand-up that would have been just very passive and casual. But geez, when I look back now, I say, I'd say that could have, that could have annoyed a few people, you know. Yeah. Just the throwaway comments, you know, the way we start speaking school and things. And you just, I think it's a, it's the responsibility of, of, of comedians and performers now to be more learned, really, that you understand. Because it's it's very easy to say, oh, oh people take offense to anything now. But, you know, there's a reason it's got to this yeah. bar and it's got to that stage, you know. you know. The world does evolve and it does change, you know. Like, look back in the 60s and well beyond that, but the viewpoints then... And the viewpoints now are completely different. It's just the way the world works. It's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving. So, and and that, that won't stop. It'll always it'll get more and more uh, progressive in the way. And it's up to people who are in that line of work to 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 kind of keep up with it, you know. And you know, we'll all we'll all slip up. You know, people will slip up. Oh, easy, yeah. You know, like you know, it's 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 easily going to happen. But I suppose I suppose as long as people are are you know, if people are progressing to be more, you know, uh, understanding and, and considerate of what they're doing, they should be as considerate with their apologies and kind of understanding. Look, yeah. you messed up. Well, you, you learn from it. Move on. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
moving on, you do you do a lot of workshops and drama and stuff around the the your your thing. I I don't know, was it in an interview I seen you said you've done loads in Kerry and Cork and stuff. Do you might talk to me a bit about that? Yeah, the drama workshop is a it's a it's something that I really love doing, actually, to be honest. I remember most times I've said it to people that I I'd never get sick of doing it. You know, I couldn't see myself getting sick of doing it. It's so much fun. Um, I suppose I I, I developed it in the Asana School of English in Carcevine over a period of probably two or three years, where uh, in the evenings that are I suppose between two and five, every every Monday Monday to Friday, um, I would take the the students that were weren't going on excursions, and we do music and drama with them, and you know it was a long time to fill three hours. So yeah. I took all the games that I learned from 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 acting school and Stephen Efe and the Gaiety and, and you know I was constantly looking up games and and books and and YouTube and every sort of thing and trying to make sure that uh, the students were entertained for that long that long period like that day we're doing the work you know and then I suppose it just started you know with anything you keep doing it and doing it and and consciously working on it that it'll get better and stronger. And then I got uh, the opportunity to go to a secondary school in, the, my first one was actually in Care, County Tipperary, about four or five years ago now. Just a, 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 a girl, a teacher in, this, in school, she said, I like your videos, would you ever come to the school with a workshop? And I said, geez, I actually did it in the, with, with Spanish students and the Italian students before. And, and I said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll chance it. And that was that was terrifying as well. Like, oh, must have been. The first time, oh, I did that. There's nothing that will bring you down to earth than a room full of teenagers. Like yeah. you're supposed to. It's like, are you are you the funny man? Are you? Ah, we'll see how funny you are after two hours with us. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's like I, I remember even hearing one lad under under his breath, like, and I was like, geez, this this would knock the tush back out of anyone. Like he just said under his breath, he goes, geez, this lad's an idiot. <laughs> it's like, oh god, oh how am I gonna make this work? <laughs> Do you know that was the very first day, and it was it was like a baptism of fire. It was really it was good crack. I really enjoyed it, but like it was the first time I had done it. It was the first time these students had done it, and I just remember thinking right at the end of it, I was like, "There's definitely something here." You know, I could I could really travel with this, and year on year now since 2018, um, I've built up. I've probably doubled the amount of schools I go to each year. Um, I started off with just going to. If you were on Kerry and Cork, and you know, I always go to my old school in in Clashinskelliga, and uh, you know, up ISK, the Sim, the Green, you name it. You know, we've been there, Cork Green, um, and in Cork as well. But I suppose I started spreading out then. There a lot of schools in Limerick and Tipperary, uh, a few in Clare as well. I go to the Kildicert and Tulla every year, and uh, this week I'm, I've moved all the way up as far as Charlestown County Mayo. Boy. So, uh, yeah, so I've gone up that far. I, go, I do Newbridge College every year as well, and uh, a few in Dublin, you know. So there's, it, it's it, you'll be on the road quite a lot, but geez, I wouldn't change it for the world because it is, it is a, a very enjoyable, uh, it's a very enjoyable experience and a very enjoyable job to do. Like, and it's your passion as well. It, it is, yeah. And you you find some you find some incredible talent around the country that that could that would surprise you, you know. Like yeah. generally, it's. It's students who are quiet and, and don't say much in class. They That's really excel at it, you know. You know, the, and the ones maybe that mightn't have an interest in sport and things, you know. Um, you know, that they, 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 
the teachers are always kind of saying, geez, I never knew that lad had that in him, or I couldn't believe, no, he even started speaking there, no, he didn't say a word in my class. That was my question, yeah. You see a lot of people yeah. out of the, their, their, um, their self. Out of their shell, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, this bit. And that's their comfort zone, you know, that yeah. type of performing and things. And uh, it's 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 really, it's it's great fun, you know, and I think, uh, I suppose, w- with the workshop too, and why I kind of enjoy it, why, why students would enjoy it, is that it's, it's very fast-paced, you know, it's not and it's not them sitting down listening to me trying to make them laugh like it's all the students are doing the work and they're every exercise is, is, is sharp and sharp you know and it's kind of like you, you kind of base it off of a football training really like if, if all the drills were were, were were sharp and sharp and and exciting you you lot you enjoyed your training you know yeah yeah so just like the same thing to work out not running 10 laps of the field before training. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing if you're sitting down listening to someone waffle on for, for 10 hours, then it's a, it's a draining. Right? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I suppose a lot of people would have seen the, the videos and stuff you make for, say, weddings and and birthdays and stuff. There must be, like, I can't, all, I can only imagine the amount of hours that go in behind that. But even, not just the videos, even there, Laura... I see her at all her all of your shows, and she's she's making sure everything with the merchandise sales and and everything. There must be crazy amount of hours that go in behind the scenes. There, there is, yeah. It's a lot, lot of the unseen work. In fairness, you know, um, like Laura is, is excellent when it comes to you know merchant sales and all that. That that's part of department, as I always say. And you know, anything that if I have a, an email query that I'm not sure how to deal with or you know, how to approach it or what way I should go with it. Laura will always have a way, you know, she knows, or she's from, a, you know, her, her, her family had a business growing up, so she has the head for it, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the market house in Castle uh, So, you know, they, they're able to deal with, Laura's able to come up with, with, with ideas and and things like that for that. But, um, but I suppose when it comes to the personal videos as well, it would take massive amount of time, all right, to, to, to write a, a lot of them. You know, I remember doing it for Christmas last year, uh, I just said I'll do personalised Christmas videos and you know they're not like the, the cameo one you know where you see these ones hi hi Ian this is yeah. uh, this is John O'Connor here just want to wish you a happy Christmas uh, I hear you're a big uh, football fan and uh, yeah happy Christmas it's not that like it's just, you know that's just a, that's just a cop out like yeah yeah <laughs> like this one it, it's a sketch so it's six to eight minutes long it's, a, it's a pretty much a short film really yeah. It's dedicated to the person uh, that it's it's intended for, you know. I think I did one for you, for your 18th. Yeah, I, yeah. I did, yeah, yeah. I did for your 18th as well. And it was good as well because I seen in, in the one you done for me and even in other, one, in other people's ones for weddings, you don't just, um, you, you, you don't just say, you don't just include the person that... That is for... That it's far, you you can go down the route to their relatives, yeah, the I, family and the, the, the neighbors and the friends and the partner and everything. Yeah, yeah you'd, you'd have something, yeah, yeah. There's always because it, it would be kind of intimidating or even uncomfortable to watch eight minutes about something about yourself, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's it's you try and bring in, bring in everyone and and tie it all together, you know. Um, but I, I do enjoy it now because I'm as I was saying there just for the, for the Christmas videos last year, I remember. I suppose with COVID as well, it was the, the 2020 Christmas, which was pretty much cancelled. 
and people weren't coming home or anything. So I did. I think I did a, a monumental amount of them anyway. Oh, yeah. But I, I remember Laura went down on on the twenty third, and I didn't get down till late Christmas Eve. It was it was still at it like. It was nearly nine. I'd say nine o'clock Christmas Eve before I got home. Before the last video was sent, you know. But you know, at the same time, though, you wouldn't change it. But it was, it was, it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it kept me going during COVID, and you know, I enjoy making them as well. Exactly. Um, you have a degree in teaching. Did um, were you always say uh, in school growing up? Were you were you academic, or would you have been? I like myself now. I'd have been the the class clown. I wasn't <laughs> academic myself. Yeah, Do you know, uh, like as I say, what was I? I wouldn't say I was. I was kind of like you're. You're just everyday student, really. Like Do you know, I wouldn't yeah. even say I wouldn't have stood out in terms of being uh, the top of the class, and I wouldn't have stood out as being the troublemaker or, or anything like that. Just one of the old lads there in the corner. What's his name again? Going, oh yeah, yeah, Bernard. Probably, probably that, that's what the way I'd imagine anyway. Um, probably more crack at breaking things, you know, you know, with the lads and things like that, that just doing doing voices and whatever. Like, uh, but in school, that's such all right. It would have been, it would have been grand. I think I don't know. Not even, you know, it's it's such a kind of a a passive kind of time, really. It just passed yeah. by, like you know, it was it was all revolved around football. Below anyway, like it's, that's the, the main memories. Of losing out carnivores and throwing cups and every sort of a thing, but um, I would have said it probably sports? when I went to college. Really, what was that scene? Did you play other sports when you were growing up as well as football? Yeah, did we did a lot of rowing. Rowing, yeah. Rowing, the, probably the the second sport below. Like there was no soccer at the time. I remember there was no soccer team, which was a big shame. Really, I remember my brothers and them had soccer. There was Carcassonne United, and then that kind of finished around. The turn, of the turn of the century there on the millennium and then there was no soccer until about I'd say 2008 or 9 when I was in you know you're 18, 19 then and you're kind of beyond it I played a little bit of soccer then with, with, I remember a club was set up in Valencia I played a little bit there and uh, but we never really kind of it just never took off at all like it's it's football or football was the was the, the number one you know yeah. and uh, rowing was great though in the summer it was just, it was uh, you know, there was a great buzz. There was a great competition with rowing too. I remember, like, uh, we used to have fierce racket with the lads from Sneem. I remember they were, they were always winning. Like, I remember the Sneem lads used to win under 16s and they'd go out and they'd win the minors then as well. And sure, they'd drive us mad. Like, but sure, we'd always <laughs> be the Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very much. Like, and uh, we'd go out and we'd play them in under 16s in the football then the following week. And we'd be like, ah, you're not in your boat now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> great crack, you know. Rowing was a great, great pastime. Like it's such a massive discipline sport. Like it's yeah. great, for, great for the head as well. Actually, I actually um, I'd say it was only about two a week or two before my accident. I went down to I was going to start rowing, and I went down for yeah. my first session, my first um, training session down with them down in um, we went out kind of down near Castle. but it was yeah. yeah. Unbelievable, like the lake, it's just like so peaceful and oh yeah, it's like glass completely. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a great thing and with rowing as well. Like it was a four oar, you know. Like if you're if one person, like even if you want to quit, like it's so obvious that it's you who's quitting because the the boat starts shaking. You're like, oh, you know, it's definitely the guy on the third oar anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was I a remember, great tradition too. But all the same, but like it's great, great fun, you know. Yeah, I remember they were saying, "What's what do what do they say when you're rowing, catching crabs?" And yeah, the, the water and the oar. I say, I caught more crabs rowing than I say any fisherman in the county. That that that. that. <laughs> you're too, too deep, are you? Is the the industry is it kind of supportive between comedians around like would they is it supportive or is it would you say it's competitive industry? I think it's it's definitely it's more it's more supportive for sure because a lot of the shows are blended a lot of people's shows like. Obviously, like if you're going, if I'm going to the NEC or something, it would be my own show. But for for if you're you're doing your standard club gigs, your 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 normal pub nights and things, they're all mixed nights, like with with three or four comedians, and and you you, you it's a pretty supportive group in fairness, you know. And and uh, say like if if so if I couldn't do a gig, you know you'd always offer it to one of the lads you were friends with or anything like that no it, it is very competitive as well because there's festival slots you know you want to be getting yeah, yeah. And all these type of things and there's a lot of it you know it's like how did he get it why didn't i get it you know what's he doing that i'm not doing and but that go that's the same with anything really you know yeah. if there's if there's a ladder to climb there's only so many that are able to climb it and, and others others want to join you as well or some, some might want to pull you down like but <laughs> You'll be kicking lads off. Get away from me. Get out. Uh, but no, in general, it's very, very supportive. Very good. I'd say that's it, Brendan. I are Bernard. I'm delighted that you um that you agreed to come on and I'm sure everybody they 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 got to know you a bit better there now and they even got a few a few impressions, so so they'll be delighted with that. Yeah, thanks very much, Ian. That's great. Yeah, 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 you know. Fair play, yeah. But uh, you know, yeah. I might uh They'll be, they'll be learning more about me you now this year by when I'm coming off the coming off the bench there on uh Fitzgerald Stadium and what's the final day for minors. That'll be the crack boy. Yeah. But but Ian personally, I'd like to thank you as well. And uh and your family, you're always been great supporters of me. And any any shows that I've had in Clarence, you've always been there. And uh you know, it I know you probably see it as a small thing as going, but it is reassuring and, and it, it's it's really nice to know that people return to the shows as well and and, and you and your I remember meeting you out in Guinea Gilla that night Guinea-Gilla. way back in 2018. Guinea Gilla. And that was the first night I, I probably did a big show, you know. Yeah. And I got yeah. meeting and talking to father and things. And, and you've been great support always. And uh just want you to know that it's 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 really appreciated. No bother. And I appreciate that the the recognition as well. And we'll, we'll be there with you, with you with you all the way till you're above an electric picnic. <laughs> Wish the editing. We will edit it. <laughs> Okay, I like it. Thanks a million, Bernard. Thanks very much, Ian. All right. Now, unfortunately, that's all we have time for tonight. I hope you all enjoyed the show, and I really appreciate you all tuning in as always. If you have any suggestions, questions, or requests, you can contact me through my Instagram, enoconnell321, or through my email address, ioconnell at radiocarry.ie. I hope you're all having a great week. Don't go anywhere, stay tuned to Radio Kerry because Brian Priestley is up next with That's Jazz. I'll be back at the same time next Wednesday night from 8 to 9pm. Until then, stay safe and mind yourself. You're listening to Stand Out with Ian O'Connell. Wednesday evenings from 8pm here on Radio Kerry.